Welcome to Mamahood is a Trip, the podcast where we fully embrace the raw motherhood movement and all of the wild, wonderful, and why is this wet moments. Time to welcome your host, Ashley Cluck. And buckle up, mama, because it's about to get wild. Today's guest is Sarah Kessner. Sarah is a certified professional coach and a mother of a beautiful boy. She is a former actress with 20 years experience who is now passionate about supporting highly sensitive people navigate life's transitions with more ease and less anxiety. Growing up, Sarah saw her sensitivity as a problem and liability due to social norms. After a lot of inner work and healing, she wanted to help others get underneath the anxiety, fear, doubt, perfectionism, inner critic, and all the other ways we sabotage ourselves so we can hear the voice of inner guidance. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Sarah. It is so nice to have you on the show. Yeah, Ashley. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to see you. Yes, you too. We are going to dive right in. Um, I want to talk about second guessing yourself as a first time mama. So, you know, everyone you know and everything you read online has an expert opinion on how to raise, how to feed, and how to train your baby to sleep. And I would love for you to share your experiences and tips for finding and trusting your inner voice, um, your mama instincts Mm. when you are brand new. Yeah, it's such a great question. And I feel like there's so much pressure because there's so much information. And so we can, uh, there's almost too much information, right? And everyone has an opinion. So it can be really challenging to slow down and to actually listen to what your own inner wisdom is saying and to trust yourself. I think it can be really helpful just to um, remind yourself that you don't have to be a perfect mom or parent and that there's really no such thing and to embrace the concept of being a good enough mom. There's no such thing as perfect attunement. There's no such thing as perfect parenting. There's no such thing um, as uh, a child, frankly, who sleeps through the night all the time, I don't think, right? Amen to Uh, that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So just to recognize and remember that your child is doing your best and you're doing your best, right? And actually, when you give yourself grace to be good enough, you're actually modeling that for your child. And from where I'm standing, that's a really powerful thing to model that gives the child permission to not feel like they have to be perfect, right? To allow the child their own humanity, right? So, you know, whenever, you know, when we're talking about a parent-child relationship, a mother-child relationship, we're talking about a relationship. And children receive so much more from what we model for them than what we tell them, right? So if we tell them that, oh, it's okay to make mistakes, but then we don't allow ourselves to make mistakes, the message that they really receive, even though they might hear it's okay for me to to make mistakes, is that it's not really safe for me to make mistakes. So I think that that is really important. The other thing that I think is really important is to recognize that everyone is going to have 
their own opinion, right? Everyone's their own parenting going, style. Yes, their own parenting style. Some people, for some people, sleep training is an absolute yes. For some people, sleep training is an absolute no, right? And when we get into a place where we start judging other people for what their parenting choices are, that can be a slippery slope because when we're judging others, right, we then often worry that we're going to be judged as well. And so that judgment that we're putting onto others and boomerangs back onto us. And then we feel back in that place where we feel like we can't trust ourselves and listen to what our own inner wisdom is saying that is the right choice for us and for our family. Yes. And then I feel like with social media, the way that it is today, we seek so much validation from not only our family members, even if they're trusted family members and friends, from strangers on the internet. And that is a slippery slope in Mm. itself because you go down the rabbit hole of, well, this mom is um, sleep training her baby. Maybe I should sleep train or what if Mm. I'm a bad mom because I am sleep training and you know, all these videos on TikTok are telling me that I don't need to sleep train my baby because X, Y, and Z, you know, it's a very slippery slope. And I feel what, what goes right along with second guessing yourself is the mom guilt. So, um, whatever decision you make, if you see somebody else doing something different then you, it's like this It's just like a vicious little cycle. It's like Mm -hmm. you question yourself, you seek the validation from others, you feel bad about what you're doing because it's different from somebody else. And I feel that because uh, we are making, we made the decision uh, to start Oakley in daycare and she actually starts um, very soon. And Mm -hmm. it's, I felt the mom guilt really hard the past couple of days, like filling out the parent handbooks and you know, signing all the forms. And it's like, am I making the right decision? Mm -hmm. And my grandpa, bless his heart. He actually called me right before I got on this interview with you. And he said, I heard that you were feeling some guilt, some mom guilt. And I just want to let you know that you are doing a fantastic job and you Mm -hmm. are a great mom. And the fact that you're even worrying about being a good mom says that you are one. Excuse me. And um, so that was really sweet <laughs> um, for him to call and do that. But I would love for you to like shed some light on how we can, some actionable things that we can do to help move past um, the negativity and um, the mom, you know, the mom guilt and realize that if we make this decision, whatever it might be about feeding, sleeping, daycare, um, what kind of clothes you want to put your baby? I don't know if you've seen the great debate on social media about parents that (laughs) only choose to dress their babies in neutral colors. And then Mm. the other moms who are flipping out and being like, let your kid be a kid with their bright colors and loud designs and whatever. And then, you know, oh, you're just doing this for the aesthetic. And it's like, everybody has their own opinion and they're all entitled to them. But I feel like um, social media um, has just escalated all of it and makes mm-hmm. you question all of it and feeling yeah. the mom guilt. So I would love for you to shed yeah. some light on how we can move move past this. <laughs> yeah. 
So it's a great question. I think it even, you know, it extends beyond mothering, even though that's what we're talking about today. It extends to relationships. It extends to how we treat our bodies. It, it infiltrates every aspect of our being. And so I really encourage people to really be really um, judicious about curating their content, right? That we're not meant to be taking in all of these opinions and all of this information. I mean, you think about even 20 years ago, we didn't have access to the wealth of information that we have now. And some of that is great. Some of that is wonderful, but it's also just too much, right? So don't be afraid to really curate your content and, and also take breaks, frankly, from social media, right? Yes. Just to take a social media fast for a day, a week, a month, you know, if you're feeling like this is just too much, just there's, there's no, nothing bad is going to happen if you just step back for a while. So that's a really small, but I think actionable step you can take if you're feeling wrong, um, if you're feeling off inside. Yeah. Another, uh, another thing that I think is really important is recognizing that whenever we're asking ourselves, are, am I making the right choice? That we're stuck in black and white thinking. Mm. And to recognize that any choice we make is going to have its positives and its drawbacks. Mm-hmm. Right? Like daycare. Mm-hmm. Right. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Cause she's going to be, so she's, you know, on the positives. So for any other moms who may be kind of on the, on the fence about putting their kid, you know, their child in daycare. So on the positive side, she is, they have it like a curriculum. So there's education. She's going to learn how to play with other kids because we traveled in an RV full time. She's barely been around any, maybe like a handful of people. And so she's going to learn how to play. Um, I am going to be able to get all of my work done and not be working super late at night, you know, because it's, you, it's almost impossible to do the type of work that I do with a toddler, you know, running around and trying to like jump off couches and (laughs) all the things. So those are the positives, but then you think about, Oh, well, is it bad that I want to work? Is my bad mom for, you know, um, putting her in daycare and not just be like, oh no, I'm focusing um, 100% of my life on the on the baby or the child. Motherhood is a huge part of my life, but I, it's not the only thing that I am, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. And I feel like that battle is um, hard sometimes. Yeah. And what you're talking about is so universal. Um, and what can be Another helpful reminder is that you can't serve others from an empty cup, right? If you're up until all hours of the night working and then are up probably quite early with her and she's wanting to play, right, then you're not really going to be able to show up for her in the way that you want to, right? And so giving yourself this time, a way that you can frame it for yourself is that, oh, because I have this, because she's going to be in daycare during this time, now the time that we will spend together, I'm not going to have to be working. So I'm going to actually be able to be more present for her. Right. 
And that's a good, a good point to focus on is the time that I will be spending with her is going to be focused on her and her only. I'm not going to be thinking about the deadlines, the meetings, the little bits of work that I can squeeze in while she's, you know, having focused playtime or, you know, whatever, you know, I, it's going to be 100% focused on her instead of all the other 12 million things that run through a mother's mind on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I also always think it's important with whatever choice you're making is to remind yourself that you can always make a different choice in the future, right? Nothing if for some, permanent. Yep. nothing is permanent, right? If this particular daycare doesn't um, work out to be a great fit, you can move daycares or you can have her come home for a while, right? You can reevaluate, you can get creative, um, in terms of, um, what might be a better fit. Right. But to recognize that I'm making this choice for now, but I can always make a different choice in the future. I would love for you to share how our listeners can connect with you, work with you and what you have going on right now. Yeah. Um, so you can find me on social media at Sarah Kessner Coach, and it's S-A-R-A-H-K-O-E-S-T-N-E-R Coach, or on my website at www.sarahkessner.com, where you can find information about how to work with me and um, the coaching packages that I offer. Okay, that was my next question. Is it just one-on-one coaching, group coaching, or do you have any like course-style programs? Yeah. Right now my focus is on one-on-one coaching. Um, and I'm hoping to offer some more course style offerings in the future. Perfect. When you, if you do uh, launch those, make sure and send me an email so I can add those to the show notes for this episode, uh, for anybody new who may come across it and definitely wants to check it out. So, Uh, Before we sign off, I'm going to ask my favorite question. I would love for you to share a wild, wonderful, or why is this wet moment of momhood? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So (laughs) about a year and a half ago, we moved um, to a little suburb. Um, We used to live right outside of New York City, and we moved about 12 miles west of the city to a little suburb called Montclair, New Jersey, and we moved into a cul-de-sac street with about 15 other kids who live on the block. It's an awesome street. I'm so happy that my son is having the opportunity to grow up um, just surrounded by all these kids. And they um, got really close to one another in the pandemic. And they formed a squad called the Potato Squad. Uh, They christened themselves the Potato Squad and, you know, often they'll be at one another in one another's backyards. And one day last summer, they were all hanging out together um, in a backyard. And Sam was hanging out with um, some of the other kids. And unbeknownst to me, they were playing with nail polish. And the kids' ages range in age from about four all the way to 13, around 13, 14 years old. Um, and it's great because the older ones generally do a great job kind of taking care of the younger ones. Um, and they were letting Sam in on the nail polish. Sam was really interested in nail polish. And I went over to get Sam for dinner. And I was like, come on, Sam, 
dinner time. And he says, Mama, look. And his hands are completely covered, like from his knuckle all the way to his fingertip with about 50 layers of nail polish. I mean, it was <laughs> layered on so oh thick. The main color I remember is blue, but there were many different colors going on. So how did you get that off? <laughs> so I initially was like, oh my God, we were going to have to use like heavy duty acetate on his like poor little like four-year-old skin. But what ended up happening is we took a bath and he soaked in that bath for a while. And it actually, it came off a lot more easily than I would have thought. So, whew, that was just like favorite. with regular bath soap. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. As I say, you think about the times that maybe like you've messed up on your own nails, but like we're too lazy to use like some acetone to get it off. After a couple of days in the shower, I mean, it, you know, it'll yeah. come off. So that makes sense that if you would have soaked it for a little bit, it, it probably would have, you know, came loose. <laughs> Well, that is definitely, I don't know what category that falls into, wild, <laughs> wonderful, or yeah, why is this wet? Because it, it could be wild and why is this wet? Anyways, <laughs> that was a really good story. Thank you for sharing. And thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, I'm going to make sure and link to everything in the show notes. And like I said, if you do release a course, make sure and, or any other programs, make sure and let me know so I can update the show notes page. And to find out more about Sarah or how to work with her, you can visit the website she mentioned, or just go straight to the podcast show notes where it is there also referenced. So until next time, stay wild mamas. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mama Hood is a Trip. Be sure to follow the podcast wherever you're listening so you don't miss one Mama Hood moment. Follow along on Instagram at Ashley Cluck and head to our website at www.mamahoodisatrip.com to learn more and get involved. Until next time, stay wild, mamas.